Good evening, and welcome to Midnight Audio Theater, the weekly show where we bring you new and original audio dramas, be they adventure, mystery, sci-fi, or comedy. I'm your host, Kathy Ranella. And welcome back to our final day of unique November, folks. Here in America, Thanksgiving has just passed, and many of you may still be passed out on the couch from all of the feasting that took place just a few days ago. So, it seems fitting to bring you a fairy tale both charming and entertaining before we get ready for the December holidays. And when it comes to turning fairy tales into audio dramas, Voices in the Wind Audio Theater is one of the best. Over the years, they've reimagined many classic tales as full-length audio features. Long-time listeners will remember Voices in the Wind's take on The Wizard of Oz, Cinderella, and Snow White, just to name a few. Their newest release is Sleeping Beauty, which we'll be treated to tonight. Dramatized for audio by Diane Vandenhoven and George Czar, who also produced, composed, and directed this piece, Sleeping Beauty has been transformed from a short children's tale to a wonderfully charming full-length story. It follows the same premise. On the day of Princess Aurora's birth, an evil fairy places a curse on her and declares that before the sun sets on her 16th birthday, she will die by pricking her finger on the spindle of a spinning wheel. To protect her from this spell, the king agrees to place Aurora in the care of three spirited good fairies who live in a cottage in the woods. All of the familiar favorite characters are here, along with a few new ones, with traits and personalities that make them all a bit more developed than their traditional counterparts. We're treated to banter between the good fairies that makes them feel like sisters, and Aurora that is a little more realistic in her actions and reactions to everything going on around her. And several minor characters have become much more, giving us a better glimpse at their thoughts and actions and how they affect the story. All in all, it's a lovely production that can be heard for all ages. So, if you have any late-night Thanksgiving stragglers prowling around right now, feel free to invite them to join in on the listening tonight. The full production is approximately 90 minutes long, so we will be sharing the first hour with you during this show. You'll have to tune in next week to hear the stirring conclusion. Or, if you can't wait that long, you can go to hear the full audio at voicesinthewind.ca. Either way, definitely go check out Voices in the Wind's website if you enjoy what you hear tonight. They have many more stories for both kids and adults that are definitely worth listening to. That said, I have talked long enough, so let's get on to the storytelling. Coming up, it's Voices in the Wind Audio Theater's Sleeping Beauty, Part 1. Enjoy. Voices in the Wind Audio Theater presents Sleeping Beauty, dramatized for audio by Diane Vandenhoven and George Czar, and directed by George Czar. Hazel! Hazel! I'm just bursting with news! Daphne, stop flapping around and take a breath. I can't hear you with all that buzzing of your fairy wings. Oh, certainly. Ready, set, land! There. Do you find that an improvement? Yeah, so do my ears. Look, we're fairies the size of flies. But boy, we got us some noisy wings. Um, you were bursting with news? Yes, it's a girl. It's a girl. What's a girl? What I'm trying to convey is that Queen Amethyst... 
has given birth to a baby girl. Wonderful news! Listen, I detect Marigold is approaching. We're small, but you can hear our wings a mile away. Make room for me to land, sisters. As long as it's not on my head like last time. Ready, set, land. Ta-da! Oh, I have a message for Hazel from... Miracle. Have you been informed of the news? Informed? News? What? The princess is a girl. A princess is a girl? Well, I learn something new every day. But here, I have a message for Hazel from... Listen, sisters, there's sure to be a christening for the new baby. Do you think... We'll be requested to be in attendance, Hazel? Oh, yeah, for sure. After all, we've been official royal caretakers of the woods since before King Floristan was born. But it's an honorary position. As official royal caretakers of the woods, we only have the responsibility of... Of looking at the trees. A lot. You know, I've got a message for Hazel. From... But it's an honor to be official royal caretakers of the woods, Daphne. But we don't do anything, Hazel. Sure we do, Daphne. We look at trees. A lot. Uh, I'll be honest, sisters. They felt we were getting too old for three fairies. We can't cast as many spells as we used to. They wanted to stick us where we wouldn't be in the way. Out here in a cottage in the woods. It's kind of like they don't want us around anymore. Oh? Really? Then I won't give you the message from the castle. What message? From the castle? Give me that. And the princess... And? Listen to this. Dear Hazel, Daphne, and Marigold, you are hereby summoned to the royal castle as guests on the occasion of the christening of our new child, Princess Aurora. They've disposed of us to this forest, but apparently didn't forget us totally. How cool is that? I mean, we haven't been invited to any sort of fancy party since I cast that spell and set the royal advisor's umbrella on fire. You've got to have something fancy to wear for such a big deal event. We have to conjure up our finest gowns. But, Hazel, we haven't worn our elegant apparel since... since... Since the wedding. Certainly the wedding. What, what wedding? The wedding of King Floristan and Queen Amethyst. Don't you have a recollection of what occurred, Marigold? Oh, yes. I remember I ate a delicious slice of chocolate cake. Yum. <laughs> I'm not referring to the cake, Marigold. How can you not remember? She showed up. Uninvited. Oh, you mean Tourmaline, the evil fairy? Shh! Don't say her name. Who? Tourmaline? Quiet! She may have spies lurking all around. She has round spies? Her spies aren't round, Marigold. She was 
banished by King Floristan and hasn't been seen in years. She may have traveled to a distant land for all we know. That's the problem, Daphne. We don't know. But we shouldn't take any chances. Do you think she will come to the christening? Let's hope not. She certainly won't be invited. Let us not squander more time on her. We must think of what gifts we will bring for the baby princess. Oh, oh, I know. A, a, a blue blanket spun from soft clouds in the blue sky. Wouldn't that be wonderful? No, no, not a blanket. We got to choose gifts that suit a princess. Gifts worthy of her royal stature. Gifts that will serve her throughout her life. We could bestow her with wisdom, like I've got. Or grace, like I possess. Or something warm, like me. A blanket would be very warm. Marigold. Darling, a blanket would be tossed away in a few years. We are fairies with special talents. We must use them wisely. Oh, dear. Then I don't know what to do. I don't know what I'll give the princess. I'm certain something will occur to you in time, Marigold. But right now, sister fairies, we've got to get ready for the christening. And the chocolate cake. Yum. <laughs> seen anything so picturesque. Everyone in the castle is so luxuriously ostentatious. Yeah, all the lords and ladies are dressed in their finest. Everywhere you look in the great hall, it's all velvet and silk. I do hope our dresses don't look too antiquated. Oh, stop it, Daphne. You're a knockout. And you appear extremely knocked out yourself, Hazel. I only hope I can eat a slice of chocolate cake over there. Yum. What's happening, Hazel? What's all the trumpet playing for? Oh, we're too far back. I can't see. King Floristan and Queen Amethyst are presenting the little baby princess to the court. The guy with the highest rank is first. And that guy is King Ernest. Ah, he is the esteemed ruler of the kingdom of Mordovia. I can't hear. Oh, let's move in closer. Ready, set, live. Wait, Marigold. We must await our turn and be presented to the king and queen in the proper order. Always flitting off without thinking. We'd better follow her and make sure she doesn't get into any trouble. Ready, Ready set, set, fly! Look, there's Marigold. Yes, I see her. I suggest we descend next to her. Ready, Ready set, set, land! Oh, oh, hi guys. You can hear real good over here. King Ernest, welcome! <laughs> King Floristan, 
the people of Mordovia send their heartiest congratulations on the birth of your daughter. Queen Amethyst and I have waited many years for this event. It is indeed a great day for us. Ah, <laughs> and who is this young man that you have brought with you, Ernest? <laughs> this is my son, Prince Philip. Philip, pay your respects to Princess Aurora. Oh, father, she's just a baby. But the princess nonetheless. Pay your respects, son. Hello, princess. She's smiling. Ooh. <laughs> He's certainly won over the princess. <laughs> Such a charming young boy. Thank you, your majesty. Philip is sure to grow into a charming young man, a consort befitting a princess. I hope that you remember the arrangement that we made at your wedding, Floristan. Oh, he remembers. Indeed. We agreed that if one day we should have a daughter, she would be joined to your son in marriage. It would be for the good of all. There are dark forces hiding everywhere. Our kingdoms would be stronger if we are united. Oh, we heartily agree, Ernest. <laughs> Rest assured that our promise will be honored when the princess comes of age. She will be wed to your son. Wonderful! As a symbol of our commitment, please accept this. Oh, my. It's a rare emerald, mined from the remote hills of our land. Such a beautiful green. Look how it sparkles. It will be the centerpiece of the princess's crown. I can't see the jewel. I can't see the jewel. There are too many people in the way. Ready, set, fly! Aragorn, get back here! I believe we're too late, Hazel. Oh, my word! What is that little thing flying around? Hey, who are you calling little, mister? What in the world? Ready, set, land! <laughs> Don't be alarmed, King Ernest. She is Mistress Marigold, one of the fairies of the forest. And right there are Mistress Hazel and, and Mistress Daphne. Welcome, good ladies. Please accept my apologies, your majesty. We didn't mean to crash in and break with protocol. You are always welcome in this castle. In your positions as official royal caretakers of the woods, we rarely see enough of you. We were just talking about that and how we're stuck out in the woods and all you can see is a <coughs> bunch of weeds and rabbits And we are honored to be invited to such a happy get-together. We, too, bear gifts for the princess, your majesties. We have christened her Aurora. She was born at the rise of the sun. Aurora, the daughter of the dawn, how perfectly exquisite. Time to cast our spells. After you, Hazel. I, Hazel, am pleased to dispense the gift of great wisdom, brightness, and sense. And I, Daphne, am honored to place the gift of great dignity beauty and grace. That is most generous, dear mistresses Hazel and Daphne. And you, Mistress Marigold? Oh no, I still haven't thought of my gift yet. 
Uh-huh. Well, you see, Queen, I was having trouble thinking of a... Excuse you know, me, I Mistress Marigold. I hear something. What? What is that noise? Do not fret, my dear. It's only the wind. It's blowing open the castle doors. Look who's coming in. It can't be. I think it is. It's her. Tourmaline, the evil fairy. Uh-oh. My, 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 what have we here? A party? Is this indeed a party? And I wasn't invited? My feelings are hurt. Tourmaline, you are not welcome in this court. Oh, King Florestan, I expected better manners from you. Many years ago, you arrived at our wedding, uninvited, only to create chaos. You'd think you would be more careful about who you omit from the guest list, Queen Amethyst. And for your wrongdoing at our wedding, you were banished. <laughs> Silly man. You can't banish magic. You heard him. Your magic isn't welcome around here. Tourmaline. Oh, is that a fly buzzing about? Fly? Is she calling us flies? Buzz, buzz, buzz. Let me at her. Marigold, we are civilized fairies. We do not stoop so low as fighting. And I'll stoop lower. Let me at her. Watch out, little fly. Is that a spider I see behind you? Ah, uh, where, where? I hate spiders. Don't pay any attention to her, Marigold. There's only one spider around here, and her name is Tourmaline. Why didn't you crawl back to your crummy little cave, Tourmaline, and spin your web? Oh, but I have been spinning, Hazel. I've been weaving my plan for years. And thank you for reminding me. My dear Queen Amethyst, do you realize what a lovely emerald you hold? This? How would you know, Tourmaline? Because it is mine. No, it isn't, wretched creature. It came from the mines of my kingdom of Mordovia. Such rudeness, King Ernest. First you call me names, and then you accuse me of stealing. My, my. This court is anything but civilized. Floristan, you must do something. You have nothing to fear from a... Mature fairy like me. After all, like these other three very old fairies, I am only here to offer my gift. Hey, who's she calling old? Let me at her! We don't want your gift, Tourmaline. Don't converse with her, Queen Amethyst. 
Her power comes from our fear. Don't let her say another word. Oopsie, too late. They've already acknowledged my presence, so now they must accept my present. <laughs> Here is my gift. On your daughter's sixteenth birthday, when the sun sets in the sky, she'll break her finger on a spinning wheel, and then the girl shall die. No! Your curse won't work, Tourmaline. Your vile magic has no power here. Your walls and armies are no defense against my magic, King Floristan. My spell, once said, cannot be undone. Oh, my, my. Where has the time gone? I must take my leave. Perhaps next time you will show more respect. And remember to invite old friends. <laughs> Tourmaline is gone. And she better stay gone. Oh, Floristan, what are we to do? Don't worry, dear. Captain of the Guards! Yes, your majesty. Take your men. Go out and scour the kingdom. Find every spinning wheel and destroy them all! Guards, follow me! Your majesty. Your majesty. The services of my army are at your disposal, Floristan. Oh, thank you, Ernest. Thank you. Your majesty! Hazel, the king doesn't take notice of us anymore. We're too old. He will if I keep yelling. Your Majesty! Mistress Hazel, the, the gifts from you and your sisters are much appreciated, but we have more urgent matters at hand. But you heard the evil fairy King Floristan. Wolves and armies won't stop her. Nothing can undo her curse. Only magic can fight magic. What magic would be powerful enough? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not as young as I used to be. I've used up all my magic spells for now. And apparently so have I. Oh, me, me, I still have a gift. That's right. Marigold hasn't used her spell yet. Use it wisely, Marigold. Remember, we cannot undo the curse. Let me see. What can I do? What can she do? What can she do? Oh, oh, I've got it. Stand back. I feel a spell coming on. On the princess's birthday, when the evening shadows creep, should the princess prick her finger, she won't die, but fall asleep. And? And what, Hazel? Isn't that enough? The princess can't remain asleep forever, Marigold. Let's see, right, right, right. Um, and she will be awakened by this. Yes? The tender touch of a true love's kiss. Ah, a lovely and stylish spell, 
Marigold. Thank you, good fairies. I'm... I'm ashamed for having overlooked you for so long. Truly, we will be forever in your debt. Oh, do you think it will work, Floristan? Only time will tell, Amethyst. Only time will tell. But we must still do everything within our power to keep our daughter safe. If the evil fairy hears about how Marigold messed with her curse, she'll be coming back for sure. And she'll be pretty annoyed. Then we must hide our baby. I know. We'll build the highest tower for the princess. The highest tower that has ever been built. And keep her safe within its walls. It will be guarded day and night by... Nope. Not gonna work, King Floristan. The evil fairy moves with the wind. Correct. Through cracks and crevices. No mortal place is safe from her magic. Um... I've got an idea. How about we hide the princess with us? I mean, we're kind of stuck way out in the woods. I mean, nobody would ever think she would be hiding with three old fairies in their cottage. Floristan, we've waited so many years for a child. I can't give up my baby now. We have no choice, my dear. We must think of our daughter's safety. Don't worry, Queen Amethyst. We'll bring the princess back. Correct. We'll return your daughter to you after the sunset of her 16th birthday. Um, then I, King Ernest, and my son, Prince Philip, will also return on that date. And the betrothal will still be honored. Yes, yes. Uh, that is the plan that we'll follow. I see no other way. Oh, yes. There is no other way. We'll take her to a cottage in the woods. That evil fairy Tourmaline will never find us. No, nobody can ever find us anyway. Please, please take care of my baby, good fairies. We'll guard her with our lives, Queen Amethyst. Goodbye, my little one. Stay safe. Come on, sisters. Gather up the little princess. We'll fly with her to our cottage. Ready, Ready set, fly! Quick, fly into the cottage. Hurry up. Close and lock the door. Good, I don't think anybody saw us fly in. We did it, Hazel. Ah, over there. Bring over that old wooden basket. We can use it as a cradle. Carefully now, Hazel. Lay her down gently. Gently. There. Ready, Ready set, land. Observe how peacefully she sleeps. Give me the cover, Daphne. Here. Well, well. I don't believe this little baby will be any bother at all. All right, ladies. First things first. To make sure we don't attract attention in this cottage, we have to stop being small and become the size of humans. Ready, set, 
No wings, Daphne. Do we have to hide them, Hazel? Really? Okay, Marigold. Can you think of anything better? Look, we don't want anybody knowing we're anything more than three old ladies taking care of a little baby. Was it necessary to say old, Hazel? Calm down, Daphne. So, I'll tuck in my wings first. Oof! Ouch! My turn. Ow! I guess that leaves me. <laughs> that tickled. Good. Now let's roll up our sleeves and get this place fit for a baby. I'll put on a long sleeve dress so I can roll up my sleeves. Right. Our cottage is home to a princess. That's another thing, sisters. To keep the secret, we can't call a princess or Aurora. We have to come up with a temporary name, so no one will know she's here. How about Zinnia? No. Hyacinth? Uh-uh. Rose? Nope. Wait, actually, that's a perfect name for all the roses that grow around our cottage. We'll call her Briar Rose. <laughs> See, she already knows her new name. Yes, you do. And oh, yes, we've got you to hold do. off <laughs> telling her about her royal title till she's old enough to understand. Yes, Hazel. An excellent course of action. Oh, I'm so excited. I've never had to look after a baby before. And suddenly, I don't feel so useless anymore. The three of us can accomplish something to aid the kingdom. Even if we are, uh, old. Come on, this'll be easy, Daphne. And if raising a baby gets hard, we can always use our magic to- Not so fast, Marigold. We can't do that. Then you know who would be able to find us. I don't see how you know who can find you know us. Her spies, Marigold. They'll surely detect her magic. Everybody keeps talking about spies. Where are they, Daphne? Let me at them. You don't see them, Marigold. They're everyday creatures that you never notice. Spiders and toads and bats. Oh, I hate bats more than I hate spiders. Daphne's right. First, you hear wings. And you think it's a bird flying in the night. Then you hear a high-pitched screech, and you think it's just a mouse. You turn away for just one moment. And swoop! There it is, a bat with beady yellow eyes and pointy teeth and claws. Oh, my. What's that? Thick wings. It sounds like a bird. 
and there's a screech. It sounds like a mouse, but I know better. It's a bat. It can only be... Ah, uh, greetings, great lady Tourmaline. Bobby, you've returned. Tell me, what have you heard? Uh, one and all, they speak of how your power is only matched by your uh, beauty, great lady. Yes, yes, I already know that, you fool. What news from the court of King Floristan? Uh, oh, the news. The, the news is uh, you weren't invited to the christening. I know that. Do I need to take you by the wings and shake the news out of you? What news of my gift to the princess? Uh, you, you mean your curse? A gift, a curse. She has of the same coin. It's what you do with it that matters. King Floristan thought he was clever, banishing me to this horrid cave. Little did he know I would be surrounded by beautiful jewels. Uh, the, the jewels belong to the gnomes of Mordovia. No, no, Barry. All the gems that I survey belong to me. And now, King Ernest has stolen the most valuable one of all. Oh, the, the, the green serpent stone? They have no idea of its power. And I did not tell them. <sighs> Knowledge is such a burden. Oh, you are indeed fair and wise. No matter. The gem shall be mine once more, when Princess Aurora dies. Uh, um, about that, great lady. I have heard rumblings from other caves. Yes? It, it, it would seem that the fairies of the wood... What? Those three little insects? What do I care about them? Uh, they, they bestowed the gifts of wisdom and grace uh, upon the princess. <laughs> oh, how quaint. Any middling fairy could conjure up those cheap little magic tricks. Uh, but but the, the third fairy, uh, Marigold, uh, she um, uh, uh, amended uh, your gift. She what? She, she proclaimed that the princess will not die when she pricks her finger. Oh, no, 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 Papa will merely fall asleep. Did she now? How dare she ruin my brilliant curse? Those little insects will not get away with this. Where is the princess? That's the problem, great lady. The princess, uh, vanished. Vanished? Uh, yeah, poof. How can she vanish, Babek? She can't just disappear. I, I, oh, she has, my lady Tourmaline. 
No, no, no one knows where she is. That's impossible. Such foolishness. Find her! But, but my lady... But my lady, nothing! You're a bat, Babak. Remember? Yes. Yes, I am. You can fly anywhere. Search high and search low. Search through the darkest night. I don't care how you do it. Find her. And if you do not, I will pluck off your wings and grind your bones to dust. Oh, dust. I have waited years to exact my revenge. Whoever is protecting the princess won't be able to hide her forever. Now go! Fly! <laughs> Great Lady Tourmaline. <laughs> Auntie Hazel, Auntie Daphne, Auntie Marigold, I'm back. My, look how full your basket is. Only yesterday you were sleeping in that basket. And now you're filling it up with all those beautiful flowers. I picked these roses for the three of my aunts. Because I know that they're your favorite. You were named after them. Our little briar rose. <laughs> I'm not so little anymore. It's hard to believe that tomorrow we'll celebrate another year. Please don't go to too much trouble for my birthday. But it's an extra special birthday. You'll be 16. Yep, 16 is pretty fine. Sometimes, around my birthday, it makes me think. To wonder. Wonder what, dear? Who my mother and father were. Don't worry, sweetheart. Oh, I know I shouldn't, because I know who my three aunts are, who've been so kind to me. I don't think I could have asked for any better guardians. Boy, we're trying. But my parents, I wonder what happened to them. We've told you this story. We, um, found you in that basket and, uh, brought you here to our cottage in the woods. And I'm so glad that you did. Please don't think that I'm ungrateful or... Of course not. Of course not. You're nothing but kindness itself, dear. You know, aunties, it's such a beautiful day outside. Now that I've emptied my basket of flowers, I think we should fill it full of bread and sweet meats and go into the woods for a picnic. Oh, yeah! That sounds like a great idea! Don't forget the chocolate cake! <gasps> Yum! It might not be safe, Marigold. Why wouldn't it be safe, Auntie Hazel? All the animals, they're my good friends. I've never come across any danger in the forest before. You never know what's hanging around in the dark shadows of the forest. Then, then we'll stay where it's bright and sunny. That's final. We're having our picnic. And I'll go into the kitchen and get our lunch ready. Rose is such a sweet child. A young woman now, Marigold. Yeah, but I hope we haven't been wrong keeping her sheltered away all these years. 
What else could we do? She doesn't know much about the ways of the world, Daphne. And when she does know the truth, well, she may not see us through such loving eyes anymore. It's gonna be tough telling her. Uh-huh. But tomorrow is her 16th birthday. We have to do it tomorrow. At sunset. Oh, I wish we could just stop the time and keep everything happy. Just the way it is. Once a basket held our baby. Now a baby's grown into a young woman. Once she lived inside her cradle. Now she's leaving for the outside world. Once we were her everything. Strived. Now the day's arrived at the other side of the dream. Is there a bottle big enough to seal our days in? Is there a bottle that can hold the past? The answer is no. You can stop the flowers in spring from growing. Is there a bottle holding moments caught forever? Is there a bottle where we trap the years? The answer is no, no. You have to let Yes, my great lady, Tourmaline, fairest of the fair. Stop it, and, stop it. Oh, oh, yes, I'll stop now, great lady. Yes, I will. Time is running out, Babic. Today the girl will turn 16, and if we do not find her, my beautiful curse will be undone. Oh, but look at my poor wings, my great lady. Oh, the skin and bone from all the flying I've done. Don't lie to me. I have seen you hanging from the ceiling. Your eyes closed as you slept. Oh, I need to rest sometime, great lady. I've scoured every corner of the land. Obviously you have not, or you would have found her. You have until sunset tonight to find her, and if you don't, I will keep my promise and pluck your wings and boil you into soup. I, I thought you were going to grind me into dust. Not if you actually get out there and find her. Oh, it's hard working under such pressure. No, no, flat those lazy wings. <laughs> yes, yes, great lady. 
Look, I'm flapping. I'm flapping. Then get going. Get going. <laughs> I'm surrounded by idiots. I must find out where they've hidden the girl. For when she sleeps, I will be free, released from this horrid cave. And King Floristan's castle will be my new home. And the great green jewel, the serpent stone, will be mine! <laughs> What day is it today? Do you remember, Daphne? No, Hazel. I don't. Do you remember what day it is, Marigold? It's Tuesday. Uh, or maybe Wednesday. Or it could be Thursday. Or, or, or maybe not. <laughs> oh, aunties. You do this to me every year, pretending that you've forgotten it's my birthday. Who says I'm pretending? Today is a real important occasion. A really, real important occasion, even. You are a young woman now. You don't need to be so serious, Auntie Hazel. Even when I'm grown, I'll always be your little girl. She's correct, Hazel. Let's be happy. We don't want to spoil this special day. I don't want you to go to too much trouble for me. It's just like any other birthday. No, it's not. Oh, and we're making you a special... Special present. But I don't need anything, Auntie Marigold. Everything I want is already here in our little cottage. And I've got my three aunts who I love so, so dearly. And we, we love, love you too, Briar Rose. A whole bunch. Uh-huh. Eventually, um, you might, uh, you might want to go out and uh, explore. Explore the great world outside this cottage. You know, outside this forest. <laughs> but that's silly. We have our little house. My friends are the creatures in the forest. There are beautiful flowers everywhere. We laugh and have fun. <laughs> it's perfect here. I never, ever want to leave. Our lives are marked by change, Briar Rose. Sometimes things happen that we can't control. But everything is wonderful, right this minute. And the only thing we have to worry about is what cake we'll have for my birthday this year. I vote for chocolate. This is a joyous occasion, and I know the perfect decoration for the cottage. Roses for our briar rose. But we need special roses, Daphne, not the ones that grow around the cottage. Where will we get them? Oh, I found a patch growing in the woods, Auntie Marigold. The roses are wild, but they have the most beautiful scent. I'll go out right now and get some. Oh, take your time. I'm having a little trouble with the present. <laughs> uh, that's what you say every year, Auntie Marigold. But I always like whatever you've made me. We'll have it all sorted out by the time you get back, dear. Go on now. Don't worry. I'll take my time. Sometimes the birds chatter so much they won't let me get away. But Briar Rose. Yes, Auntie Hazel? Beware of the shadows.
You said that the other day, too. Why should I be worried about any silly old shadow? Oh, you know what a worrier your Auntie Hazel is. Pay her no mind. You go and find those roses. And I will. Bye. Uh, we didn't tell her, did we? Let's not think about it for now. Let her enjoy her last time in the forest. Putting it off won't make it any easier. We have to tell her today. Because King Floristan and Queen Amethyst are expecting her at the banquet tonight. I tried, but I couldn't. I suppose you're right, Hazel. You're always right. Yeah, but I'm not too happy about being right this time. Um, how are you coming along with the present? With the dress, Marigold? Um, um, uh, that's what I've been trying to tell you. It, it doesn't seem to be fitting together right. Show it to us, Marigold. Oh, 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 I've been working on it behind this curtain. What do you think? Is that... is that a leg? <laughs> no, it's not a leg. Dresses don't have legs, silly. <laughs> That's the sleeve. It's not complete yet. It's a complete mess. But I must say, Marigold, the material is beautiful. It shimmers like the stars at midnight. It's a pity that the, uh, workmanship doesn't match the fabric. Can't I use magic just this once, Hazel? No, we've done without magic all these years. A few more hours without it won't hurt you. Yeah, but in a few more hours, Briar Rose won't be a part of our lives anymore. And we'll return to being old and worthless again. Beautiful day. Don't you think so, Mr. Squirrel? Good day to you, Mrs. Robin. How are your chicks? I'm certain that there is no better place anywhere than where I am right now. Look at you, Mr. Sky. Such a pretty blue. And Madam Sun, you warm me with your sunny smile. And my good neighbors, the trees. You protect me with your sturdy branches. All my friends have gathered round. Why would I ever want to leave? Oh, and here's that pretty rose bush I was looking for. Mmm, it smells like spring. And the petals are so soft. Morning. Oh, oh. Who, who are you? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to scare you. I think I might be... lost. I'm very sorry to hear that. Oh, but I'm not supposed to talk to strangers. <coughs> or their horses. If you don't talk to me, how will I find my way? I suppose if you keep walking, you and your horse will get there eventually. But, but you don't even know where we're going. No, I don't. Where are you going? I was on my way to the castle. The castle? Yes. I'm visiting the court of King Floristan. I'm Prince Philip. I'm betrothed to his daughter. 
Betrothed? What does that mean? <laughs> I'm going to marry the princess. Oh, I see. You must be very happy, Prince Philip. I'm not sure I am. I've never met her. How can you marry someone you've never met? I sort of met her once, but I don't remember it too well. I was a little boy. <coughs> Steady! It's all right, girl. Anyway, I strayed off the path and now my horse has a stone in her shoe. She's a little skittish. I need to find a quiet spot to keep her steady so I can take it out. Poor thing. I could help. <laughs> she says that's a fine idea. There, there. Does it hurt? Don't worry, we'll have you fixed up in no time. Here, bring her over to the shaded spot by the stream. It's nice and cool. <laughs> Great. My horse can drink water while I fix her shoe. Uh-oh. Hmm. What is it? Why did you stop? It's just that it's kind of dark here. The sun's hidden by the trees. I'm thinking of what my Auntie Hazel said about the shadow. Oh, it's no problem. There's plenty of light for me to see. Did you hear that? Uh-huh. What was it? It sounded like wings. Probably a bird. Yes, a bird. Sounds like a big one. Yes. It was probably just a big bird. What was that? That screech? Probably a mouse. Right. Yeah, a mouse. A big mouse. Good, good. They don't see me up here in the tree, in the shadows. I'll, I'll hang up here and, and listen. One more twist. There, the stone's out of the shoe. Now I can be on my way. Which way is the road? I believe the road is that way. Um, if you walk with me, I might have an easier time finding oh, it. Oh, no. I can't. It's my birthday today. I have to get back to the cottage. My aunts are preparing a surprise. Really? What? If I knew, then it wouldn't be a surprise, would it? <laughs> no, I suppose not. Today's your birthday. It's also the princess's birthday today. I have the same birthday as a princess? Wait till I tell my three aunts. <laughs> There's no need for you to pace, Hazel. Oh, no? Briar Rose should have been back by now. Let's not worry. Yet. You and I should walk out and meet her, Daphne. Just to be sure. Marigold, you stay and finish the dress. Okay! And remember, no magic. Okay. Hmm. 
No magic. <laughs> oh, that's easy for Hazel to say. She doesn't understand that sewing is so hard. I mean, the thread goes through the needle, the needle goes through the fabric, and voila, you got a stitch. But if there's nothing to it, is this the front or the back of the dress? And what is a button doing there? Oh, I'll never have this done in time. Hmm... Hazel is gone. So is Daphne. They won't know if I use just a teeny weeny little bit of magic. Does it matter? No one will ever know. Well, now, let's do the skirt and the sleeves. The bodice, some trim, a little lace, some beads, the underskirt. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Now the dress is beautiful. What was that? Flapping wings? Outside the window? Probably just a bird. A big bird. Now a screech outside the window. Ah, uh, probably just a mouse. A big mouse. <laughs> but I have to pay attention and stop using my magic before Hazel and Daphne come back. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, maybe there's more lace in the other room. Yeah, that's, that's I think I left it over on the work table. Yeah, through this window, inside the cottage. I can't believe I finally found them. I saw a young girl in the shadows of the forest, and I saw magic in this cottage. It has to be Princess Aurora. I must hurry to the cave. The great lady, Dormelie, will surely reward me for this news. Sleeping Beauty was dramatized for audio by Diane Vandenhoven and George Zarr and directed by George Zarr. Featured were Barbara Rosenblatt as Hazel and Tourmaline, Noelle Dupuy as Daphne and Queen Amethyst, Ellen Wallen as Marigold, and Georgia Lee Schultz as Princess Aurora. Also heard were Keith Burnett, Joe Kurt, David Farquhar, Pete Lutz, and Brady Van Varenberg. Music and lyrics by George Zarr. Executive producer, David Farquhar. Sleeping Beauty was produced by George Zarr for Voices in the Wind Audio Theater. Again, that was the first part of Sleeping Beauty, produced by Voices in the Wind Audio Theater. For more information and other productions by Voices in the Wind, go to voicesinthewind.ca. And be sure to come back next week when we'll have part two of Sleeping Beauty and bring a conclusion to this lovely tale. And if you want to hear more of MAT in the meantime, be sure to check out our website at midnightaudiotheater.com. 
We've been hard at work at updating our archives just in time for the holidays, so we have plenty of episodes ready for your eager ears. You can also like our Facebook page, where we announce our newest MAT lineup every Friday afternoon, and email us at midnightaudiotheater at gmail.com with your suggestions of what you'd like to hear on the show. We can't always play everything, but we love discovering new stories to share. And that's it for tonight. We'll be back next week, audio drama fans. Same bat time, same bat channel. I'm Kathy Ranella signing off, but stay tuned. The BBC World News is coming up next.